What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. Fightful.com podcast. It is July 18th. We have SmackDown to talk about. We have Battleground predictions to make. And we have Talking Smack to talk about. Uh, I was supposed to be joined by Anna Bauer. Unfortunately, as we got on the call, had some technical difficulties. She is actually across the country from where she usually is right now. So that posed a few problems. But we have an equally as beautiful co-host in Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, what's up? Don't oversell this. <laughs> Everything's fine. The, oh, I hear, I hear, I hear the sounds. Of, <laughs> I hear the sounds of clicking. I hear the sounds of clicking off. And where's Anna? No, the hell with this. I don't want to. I, I know. Everything's I know fine. For, I know who brings the money. I know my place on this show. I'm. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm here for <laughs> smarts. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Well, Anna will be back with us uh, next week, obviously, guys. If if you're missing her, go check out Most Ridiculous in the archives. But we got some stuff to talk about. First off, let, let's address this this talking smack mm. situation. Because I've been asking around and I've been talking to people, and obviously we heard the report from um, Sports Illustrated this week, and that's really what got me asking around. Uh, Sports Illustrated reported that Vince McMahon made the call to do this, and he did. He absolutely did, uh, contrary to what a lot of people wanted. Now, there there were some people that, that said, well, we're not exactly upset that we, we get to leave a little bit earlier, but there is a lot of character development on that show, and apparently Triple H was among those that really wanted that show to stick around. Does that surprise you at all, Jeff? No, and I'll I'll tell you, or that Triple H wanted to, or that Vince wanted it gone. Which, which one Both. do you want me to answer? Um, it does not shock me that Triple H wanted it around because Triple H is a fan of territory wrestling, and that was as close to one of those old studio show interview type of things that they had. I agree with you. There was quite a bit of good character development. Don't get me wrong. There was also some people who were just so afraid to be extemporaneous and were looking just to kind of stick to you know, their catchphrases and, and things of that nature. When, when Daniel Bryan was on the show kind of trolling characters, it, it made the people who were on it have to focus on their point of view a lot more. And those are the people who really benefited from it. Um, I'm sad because you'd get certain kernels of truth from time to time out of people, which, you know, in this very, very stilted dialogue type of product that they have right now was always refreshing to me. There'd always be kind of that there'd be a surprise or two here or there. It was an engaging watch. I think as an artist, I think, I think wrestlers who really want to kind of see how far they can go with something are going to be left out in the cold here. And they're going to feel very frustrated by this, but let me do this. I am going to take the viewpoint of Vince McMahon a little bit here because I understand exactly why he watched this show and said, I don't want this on anymore. Think of it. And this is where I really was hoping is Anna would being be, implied that, it, that he's drinking vodka on air. You know what? It's not so much that it's, it's when you think of like great filmmakers and great auteurs, and especially screenwriter directors who fall in love with their words. There are some people who think of all this as a collaborative process. And there are some people who are just like, no, say the words on the script as I wrote them 
as it is because I have a vision here and this is my vision. Vince McMahon basically watched this show and much like in my field of improv, there's a lot of bad improv out there and it feels like self-referential, self-aggrandizing, pat yourself on the back. Crap that's going nowhere. He watched this and said, what is the point of this? They're not scripted. They're not getting somewhere. And at worst, they might be hurting what I see these characters becoming. So because I can't control this and because it just seems to kind of meander as opposed to have a focus to it, I'm going to pull the product so that it doesn't do any damage. I I disagree with that vision in many ways, yeah. but I can understand him as kind of a creative control freak as he is and as a guy who thinks of himself as an auteur and as a great writer um, from guys I know have worked in the company and have basically had him tell him, I'm going to show you how to write great television. Uh I can see from his point of view why he would watch this, and especially with Shane hosting, why this was just a meandering mess of a show. Yeah, and and I, I disagree with with that line of thinking that it, it did go nowhere because it went somewhere for the Miz. It reinvigorated him to the point to where he was working John Cena at WrestleMania. Like it helped that guy. It helped. Hey, when Daniel Bryan leaves the WWE. I'm all in. The first the first people making an offer to Daniel Bryan for a podcast is fightful.com. Yeah, no, it's ha- gonna be one of one of dozens. Yeah, it helps he's, he's such yeah. a go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I know it helps a lot of people. I could list off, let's see, it helped the Miz. It helped Brizango quite a bit. It helped it really made Alexa Bliss help her focus and help her become the great woman on promos that she is right now. It helped Baron Corbin immensely. It helped John Cena. It helped, you know, there, there are others that you could, it helped the Rhino quite a bit because Rhino was hilarious on the times. It helped the Usos and get their heel gimmick over quite a bit. So, I mean, the, the list is there and, and it's helpful there, but I think the problem is also, I don't think Vince, regularly watched talking smack so he wouldn't get that full context of who it was helping and who it wasn't he just watched this one show thought it was terrible and said let's end it yeah that, that's pretty much the, the the word that i got and that there were several people uh, high up that wanted that, that actually pleaded a little bit of a case and he was just like no nah, i'm not doing it and ultimately, it takes one guy. There were some that said low viewership. That was not the reason. That absolutely wow. was not the reason. And I was told that by multiple people. Oh, Mojo. Just That's who it helped. Mojo. It helped Mojo. <laughs> yeah. So no more talking smack. It's unfortunate because I've, I've never missed an episode of Talking Smack. I've, no. I've watched every <laughs> single one of them and... I would watch every single one of them, no matter what. Even if this wasn't my job, I would watch those. And you'll have a lot of people because, you know, every time WWE makes a weird decision, there are always those people who are like, let me cling to the sack. Let me just swing from that nut bag and just <laughs> worship every decision they make. Jinder Mahal, world champion, here I am swinging from the bag. We're you two know, months for- into it. It still doesn't make any sense. But, but India, for, 
yeah, for a network that's looking for compelling live programming to then cancel the one thing that for a lot of people was the most compelling draw to the network. I mean, it was always top five or six on the network for that. I mean, the, the only thing that's even comparable in terms of interest for me, because it doesn't go against the party line necessarily, is table for th- the occasional table for three where you'll get an interesting conversation or two or occasional yeah. nugget out of there. Oh, I bet when 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 the... In- <laughs> <laughs> when the news of Talking Smack being canceled came out and people were upset about it, there was some nerd who was trying to justify it by saying, but India, but India. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the ultimate comeback for anything at this point is, but India. It's unfortunate. I think that it will be back eventually. I really do. This Sunday's Battleground Talking Smack ain't looking too hot. Jerry Lawler on it. Yeah, they're gonna be doing after the pay. They're gonna be doing talking smack still after pay per views, kind of like how they do raw talk, I guess. So, I I think the whimsicalness of it and the the fun in it because it was fun when Daniel Bryan was on and he was tweaking guys. Even when even when you were watching Miz just dress him down, it was still fun in that way. And and there's there's a bit of that lost, especially. I mean, this feels like your standard. WWE pay-per-view go-home show where, in my opinion, I think all the people who are winning on Sunday lost today. There was a lot of good wrestling on this show, though. I really enjoyed the in-ring product uh, on on this show. So, And that's not something that that I've been able to say about about Raw or SmackDown lately. Usually it's been the opposite. It's been the angles that I've I've been particularly fond of and and not the in-ring wrestling. Hmm. So the opening segment was Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers cutting a promo uh, to explain the Punjabi prison. I mean, this was super lame, but they kind of had to do it. Uh, this is where they needed the video package. They shouldn't be giving better. That would have been better. Yeah, they should to explain it because they shouldn't have heels explaining the match, getting the what treatment, and a long exposition. Here's how this thing goes. I thought Orton's uh, comeback promo was pretty good. I, I did. I, I liked that. That 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 gave me. I mean, the the problem was JBL going. You know, he has the he has the the uh, the people of India on his back. I'm like, no, he he really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let, let, did you see in the interview where he said that he had creative control? <laughs> the the he spoke to an Indian outlet and said, uh, "Oh, he's Hogan. He has, he's Indian Hogan. Oh, great. Yeah, that's what he says." Brother? He said that he had a creative control. No, he does not. <laughs> I seriously doubt that he does. Randy Ma- Randy Orton. I was called Randy Mahal. Randy Moss. <laughs> that would be interesting. You want me to be interested in oh, yeah. Randy Orton? Make him reveal him as the brother of Jinder Mahal. Then I'm all about it. <laughs> Bob Orton on one of those. Did, did they do WWE trips in India in the 80s? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I want to introduce you to my son. And then I went back later. And my I had, son. And I had twins. Jinder Mahal. And then, he, then he, he pulls up his sleeve, reveals a cast, and cracks Orton, Randy Orton over the head with it. Jinder Mahal came out. There's pictures of him as a baby with a cast on it. That's how you know it's his. <laughs> oh man oh. sorry 
<laughs> Orton cuts a promo and says he has nothing to lose and that Mahal left him for dead. That was a little much. I don't know about left him for dead, but I think Bray left him for dead. Good, yeah. <laughs> it was Under, a good promo though. Yeah. It had some good heat that to was, it. I liked it. Yeah. That was that was good stuff. I I liked the I liked the promo, I liked the delivery. Um all that went well. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Russo defeated Kofi Kingston. I like this opening match too. You're gonna hear me say that I like the wrestling on the show a lot, but this is good. It seemed like these two treated it like it was a little bit of a special match. You could see it in their work. Kofi improved on that flying stomp. And Jimmy landing an Oklahoma stampede. Tell us about the <laughs> Oklahoma stampede. The Oklahoma stampede yeah. it was the finishing move of one Steve Dr. Death Williams, which uh, JBL brought up. It's a running power slam, uh, pretty much. I, yeah, I, uh, I I liked the stuff on the break, too. I, I, I the good There was a lot of good wrestling when they did the split screen again this week which i wanted to mock anna and the international viewers for that <laughs> a little bit and tweak them but uh that was really good my my uh thing is i i really uh the the cross body into the rollover finish what did you think of that i've seen better yeah i i, I kind of want something a little bit more i mean if you're gonna be saying that the heels stole one from the new day so to speak. I want to mind grabbing the tights there or, or something a little bit more to that. Yeah, that, that is not stealing one in, in my – just want a match. He just mm-hmm. want a match. Uh, it was good. It was a nice fit to bridge the gap into the pay-per-view, but yeah. I don't think they should rely on stuff like like these pointless matches. So and often. Kofi was really good, I thought. These women division promos are bad – <laughs> They're all the same. They're all the same, but I will say that the Charlotte-Becky interaction was kind of good, the way they set that up. Uh, with Charlotte saying, well, he wants a competitive match, so I can't face Becky. That was okay. Also, I like the idea of everybody fighting over who gets to fight Lana because she's easy pickings. Um, I, I liked that part of it, and this was the week where Tamina, <laughs> poor Tamina, and her prompting was just really really awkward it's like she was half a beat late to come in with her line um i i didn't care for the uh becky charlotte interplay because it felt uh it's not something that people who are friends on screen and is and maybe this is more the social media thing getting to me because they're so tight on social media together but on screen they've never really had that kind of tension up until now. And I, I just, I, I thought it felt a little forced for the sake of the uh, five way, but I did like that. Everybody wanted a shot at Lana that rings true to me. So I like that. I missed because of direct TV, AJ styles, Nakamura and Naomi promos. What happened there? Uh, my direct TV was a little bit fritzy during the Naomi promo, but the AJ styles one uh, Nakamura, they were in the locker room basically going over, you know, how they were boys in Japan and tonight they're partners and Nakamura basically points to the U S title and basically implies that he wants a shot at it. Uh, they go over Na- with Naomi from what I gathered. Cause it did skip a bit for me as well. Cause I too have direct TV. Um, uh, they were talking about Naomi and, and who she'd like to face at SummerSlam and Carmella came in and, and basically said she may not get that chance because she, to remind her that she can cash in the briefcase at any time. Fair, fair. 
No Ellsworth again? Nope, no Ellsworth. Man. It's getting that main roster money to sit at home for, for do you think they wait, do you think they still brought him on the road with him? They probably oh, yeah. did. Oh yeah, and I I think he's getting a monster pop when he comes back. <laughs> yeah, welcome home, big hog. Come, come back. Yes, the fashion files. The horsey was found ravaged, but not before they found Aiden English warming up. Well, warming up for what? He wasn't on the show. He didn't come out and sing. He might have been on main event or or a dark match. You don't yeah, but know he, that. This, that would have filmed before. <laughs> Oh, this wasn't filmed live. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> Good point. Um, no, I, I, what I really, the, the, the opening was clever by rhyming. What was it? Uh, Tully and Sully <laughs> and those other lines. Uh, the other end joke I caught this week on the board was the connection between the boogeyman and Scotty too hottie. And it says eaten by the boogeyman. And what did the boogeyman used to eat? Yeah. Worms. Perfect. I, I liked that. Um, a fun little thing. It sounds like they're going to wrap up this uh, this whole skit on at Battleground, but I don't know if there's going to be a reveal of wrestlers who did it. I still maintain it's probably going to be a comedic figure such as Michael P.S. Hayes at this point. Since you yeah, can't do American uh, Alpha. <laughs> can't do American Alpha now, which we will talk about momentarily. Guys, head over to Fightful.com. Register for free. Use our forums, uh, some current topics that are up there right now. Too many pay-per-views, talking smack. Vince McMahon, bad writing, has brainwashed casual fans. Mm. Prediction thread for Battleground where uh, POTUS Ladylove has uh, offered to gift the winner a Fightful t-shirt and also New Japan G1 Climax 27. We have live coverage and discussion of every G1 Climax show that's going to be running. So join us at Fightful.com for that. Myself and Showdown Joe did the uh, Fightful.com Holy Smokes MMA podcast today. We talked to Elias Theodoru. We covered the Mayweather-McGregor press conference, some of the racial implications there, some of the the things that went back and forth between them. Previewed UFC Long Island, which is a very underrated card this weekend, and we reviewed US, UFC Glasgow and talked Ultimate Fighter 26. The UFC instituted a new weight division for their women. 125 pounds, and that title will be determined, or that champion will be determined on that show. So head over to Fightful.com, and of course tomorrow check out The List and Ya Boy. We're going to have Alex Riley and Vince Russo on the show. And then next week I'm in Toronto. How are you all going to hold up without me on the show next Tuesday night, Jeffrey? With Alex. Probably you all don't realize how much you miss me yet. I know okay. I, I will I will miss you, trust me, because you know, Alex and I have that long running feud going, so there could be some heat going on there. But uh before we Ooh. move on. No, no. You're I'm building sorry. to next week. I like it. Well remember I, I used like to have, I used to have all the jokes against Alex, you know, the hundred duck size Alexes or the one Alex size duck. Um, <laughs> what I could take in a fight. Uh if you are suffering from WWE malaise in any way. Purchase New Japan World this month because the G1 is always, for the past five or six years, I've been watching it fantastic. Night one in and of itself, that eat, that uh, Ibushi-Naito match was absolutely fantastic. So I, I recommend it. If, if, if for some reason you're like, man, I'm not getting enough wrestling or man, I'm not liking this wrestling, go, uh, go give New Japan a try. It's, it's a lot of fun. 
it's a good time. I enjoyed night one. Uh, night two is what, the 20th? Yes. Cool. Q. Mike Kanellis defeated Sami Zayn. WWE does this thing where JBL and Byron Saxon like try to argue the babyface and heel points, but all it does is make me hate everybody. Yes. It doesn't make me like anybody. It makes me hate everybody, including JBL and Byron Saxon. Frustrating. Yeah. Uh, we see an aggressive Sami Zayn, and that fits since Mike Kanellis is the, the lover and all that, but eventually they're going to establish a mean streak out of him, I would imagine, and do that thing where he, he kind of does the snap thing. Yeah, the, the problem is that this is the type of gimmick that needs uh, prelim matches to work. It needs to give him that credibility against guys who suck so that when they go in with Sami Zayn, he's getting the heat for Maria coming in. Because right now what's going to happen is Maria's going to interfere on every match that he's in, and he's never going to get any credibility as a guy who can actually go in the ring. I, I just, I just, it, it's, it's, it's working backwards in a sort of way. And, and I think it's going to hurt the Mike Kanellis character a lot more. I understand what you're saying with the, with the eventually he's just going to, you know, turn into this vicious monster who beats people up in only the way WWE can. But uh, I, I think this is something where, where if you're going to have the woman protecting the man, you need to establish first that the man can actually go, but they're using the woman as as a psychological point rather than as real p- protection. Kind of like Baby Doll and Tully back in the day. This interference was per- was particularly fucking egregious. Yes. Pardon my language. Why 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 are they not why, why is it not DQ'd? That, that's <laughs> And I know what I know what people are saying. She never touched him. Yeah, Come on I now. Know, she was inside the ring and not leaving. Yeah. Not leaving. At the very least, throw the damn match out. Mm-hmm. Or eject her. Separate the guys, eject them, whatever. Now, I was mistaken about Mike Kanellis' finishing move. I, I thought it looked like a Falcon Arrow, and they announced it as a Samoan... Uh, it, 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 who said it was Lash LaRue's old old move? And was <laughs> your boy. Yeah. Your boy. The Whiplash. Not the Whiplash 2K. Okay. Or the Whiplash 2000 or whatever it was. The Whiplash 2000, he would like get them in a cravat and then do a Russian leg sweep. Right. What do you think about that move? I liked Lash much of an improvement. I liked Lash Larue overall as a as a character on WCW. I thought he was perfectly fine in that kind of mid card, uh, dopey babyface slash heel role. I, I he was, I, he, was a, he was a really good mid carder. Mm-hmm. That you knew that was his role and that he was never supposed to get past that. He was a great flake. That's that's what I, I, I enjoyed about him. He is still only 40 years old. Jeez, he's younger than I am. <laughs> Here, here's one. S.A. Rios, you know how old he is? Oh, he ha- he's in his late 30s, right? I mean, he, 38. He, yeah, 38. It's, it's ridiculous. He was like, like 18 when he was now, on Poppy Chulo or something. We don't know if that's a real 38 or an Ahmed Johnson 38. Oh, is that a Cuban 38, so to speak? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ahmed Johnson came out a few years ago, and he's like, nah, I was actually like five years older. He's like, how the hell could I have played in the NFL for that long and then start trained and become a wrestler? He's like, how did nobody know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, 
it was a little confusing. I was like, damn, this guy kind of just emerged out of, uh, then to me as a kid, emerged out of nowhere. I didn't know he had worked elsewhere, but yeah, the 90s, man, it's weird. Cena is American, and if you doubted it, you found out during this promo. It's a very nice American as hell promo that only John Cena can cut like that. Rusev attacks, applies his finish, grabs his flag. I think they can do better for these two. I I agree. There's something about these Cena type of promos where it's the hard sell, but you don't you don't buy into the emotion of it necessarily. I, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of that very put upon because you, you don't feel necessarily the heat of this feud. And <laughs> me being me, I, I, there's something else that was bothering me during this whole time about the, the patriotism angle. So, yeah, I looked it up. Bulgaria is our ally in the North American Treaty Organization or the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. It's a part of NATO. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. It, they're not Russians, but I, I'm guessing that nobody ever informed Vince post 1989 Cold War that <laughs> that these Eastern European nations are now our ally against Russia. So he's basically wanting this to be a feud against Russia without saying Russia. Thus, the Pute, the former Putin uh, visualizations when Lana was with him. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a flag match. It's unlike any other kind of match you've ever seen, though, as John Cena likes to tell us. We're gonna be fighting. We're gonna, but, but America, we're gonna see if these colors fight or if they fall. <laughs> okay, we we have yet to see free agent John Cena on anything but SmackDown. That's true. Didn't we see him on Raw that one week? Was he on Raw one week? When they announced that he'd be there, was that just a video package? I wasn't sure. I I don't remember him being on Raw. People in the the comments will will correct us because that's what they Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. (laughs) Also, I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong. I don't hear them announcing him as free agent John Cena either. No. They may be saving that that for the SummerSlam build. Well, if I'm Daniel Bryan... In storyline, I'm saying, like hell you are, and who the fuck do we get for Jason Jordan? Yeah. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you bet you better send me Rhino or it something. Just, you know what it does? It makes those on-air managers look incompetent in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I got somebody in my inbox asking if I've heard that Lesnar is going back to UFC for November and MSG. And that's going to happen. 
Not going to happen. He can't even his, – his, he would have to spend another four months in the USADA testing pool. USADA, yeah. So that, that ain't happening because he's got to declare that he's unretired and go through uh, testing for that. So that's not happening. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte. Uh, this was really good. This was really good. Uh, Charlotte wrestles a little too much like a heel for me to get past. I wonder where she got that from, Jeff. <laughs> what? <laughs> you think genetics may have something to do with that? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I liked the second half of this match a lot more than the first. The first felt a little clunky to me, but when they started really hitting their groove after the – once they hit the commercial – and, and you know that that the, as you pointed out, the modified widow's peak that Charlotte did. Then I they love really that started, during the commercial. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Then they started to really hit their groove. I thought, but that first part of the match, it felt like they had all these things planned out. And they couldn't quite connect with each other, and I think that may be just a bit of rust from not going against each other as often as they used to. But uh, the, the second half of this, I mean, that missed moonsault. She Charlotte has the prettiest moonsault possibly ever i think just because of her length and how graceful she is in, in getting that over but i really liked i liked the uh the arm bar spot where she kept trying to roll out of it and becky kept holding on to it I, I really think that that's up there with i mean if this had been on a pay-per-view we'd be remembering that spot up there with uh uh when when bailey had the uh uh the bank statement on Sasha in Brooklyn and, and, and rolled over and held on to it. I, I really, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a really great spot and a really great finish. And uh, I kind of like spot. The and the next, the Oh yeah. The, the next the back, 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 or Becky's head when she was on all fours. That's yeah. not, that's, that's a lot more difficult to execute than anybody would think. That looked really good. Not that Naomi would remember because she was watching the show fucking sideways backstage. Oh, I, I did like Charlotte having that kind of nasty heel look after the match, though. Like, like, like she she's kind of pretending to be friends. I, I, and, and and I think they're fake. Gonna they're gonna tease the heel turn, but they're not gonna they're not gonna pull the trigger on it. And I I still don't think she's gonna be the one to turn. I think Becky will eventually turn. But I really I really liked that aspect of it prior to Tamina's music hitting and then the uh, the beatdown. I, I really liked that part of it. I thought for sure Tamina was done in the WWE hmm. after her like know. last injury. Yeah. Thought she was done only to, as I mentioned in previous weeks to hear her music more during this run than we have ever combined in the years leading up. Could you say this is maybe the biggest sustained push or the most sustained relevance she's had outside of being somebody's bodyguard? Well, she basically is somebody's bodyguard in this role. I mean, she she's basically Lana's bodyguard here. I mean, this is kind of the same thing she was doing with Team Bad, but I, I liked her in Team Bad a little bit more because of the interplay between the three of them, and she she was sneaky funny during some of those things. Uh, this one, they're, they're using her the right way, though. They're using her to help someone that they see potential in, for some reason, uh, to get over. They made a point during this match to ask Natalia, what's up with Becky or what's up with Lana and Tamina? What do you think is up with uh, Tamina and Lana? Oh, what do I think? Yes. 
Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> you were going to answer your own question there. It's like, well, they asked her what she thought. Oh, oh, you want me to answer? Um, I, I think, uh, you know what? I think during the five way, I think Tamina super kicks Lana. I do. I, I think, I think her, her, her basically protecting her up until the actual match could be seen as sort of uh, subtext in some way. I, I think there's a possibility of that, or there's a possibility they just continue that she's the bodyguard teaching her the ropes of being a whip female superstar in the WWE. It's one of those two. I just want to say WWE missed the boat for SummerSlam doing like Natalia, Tamina, Lana against Naomi, Allison Brie, Karma. Yeah. Probably should have done that. Probably should have done that. So much of Becky Lynch's offense seems like it hurts her more than her opponent. Maybe that's, I, I don't know, but it's a lot of those like one-legged drop kicks and like a lot of the stuff she does, which are looking better, but still. Uh, there was a natural selection to a disarmer, to a big boot that I thought was just money. Becky mm-hmm. gets a submission. This match was worth the watch. Uh, Tamina really clubbed in Italia with a stiff kick. Wow. I wasn't sure if she oh got her, and then it looked like she got her. I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It was it was nice. Good, good match. Really enjoyed that. Corbin tries to attack Nakamura during his entrance, but he ain't slick enough. And then Kevin Owens comes out to help him jump him. This was a creative way to cut a couple of entrances, which they had to do because, as we saw by the end of this match, USA was counting them down. <laughs> USA was like, the new episode of Shooter on in 11 seconds. Yeah, we're we're not we're not preempting Ryan Philippe. Oh, come on, I mean, yeah, man, yeah. But this is a fun uh, tag. This is a fun tag match. I thought this might have been the most Nakamura uh, out of we've seen out of Nakamura on a SmackDown show yet. He like Baron Corbin brought it out of him, like some of that those stiff knees and the kicks and stuff like that. That makes me pretty optimistic for Sunday. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe Corbin's telling him to lay in a little bit to make it to make it a little bit better because I know Corbin's that kind of guy that likes to get hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just obvious to me. So maybe maybe he he's saying, yeah, let, let's stop this playfulness and lay into me a little bit. And I thought, yeah, I really 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 good stuff from everybody here. Corbin stops Styles mid slingshot with a nice punch. Really enjoyed that spot. Um, an awesome ending sequence gets the win for the heels. Like I said, virtually everything in ring I, I enjoyed to some degree tonight. I would love to see these two teams lock up again too. Like it's this was fun, even though I knew it didn't mean a damn thing. Mm. I enjoyed the in ring, and that's that's something that's been missing for me of late outside of pay per view. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be nice to have a strong, healthy tag team division. <laughs> it sure would be. Do you think we add a team Sunday due to this uh, uh, Fandango Tyler Breeze thing, or do you think it's going to be like Hype Bros or somebody like that? You, you mentioned oh, maybe PSAs. Yeah, I don't think it ends in a tag team. I, you know what? It's weird because you I know what? Think- At this point, I'm taking Jimmy Jam Garvin and PSAs. I'll tell. I'll take. I'll take Jimmy Jam getting a payday. I'll. I'll yeah, I like. I like him. Um. You know, maybe have Precious on there spraying the uh, air fresh. I want him cutting the promo though. I, I don't want. I don't want P.S. Hayes cutting the promo at this stage because he, he gets. He, he's a no. glory hog. I yes. want Jimmy Jam cutting the promo because I miss him. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking in terms of adding a team. I think down the road, eventually, it's going to be Sammy and Gable. I think they're going to eventually team those two. Really? Yeah. There's a Shelton Benjamin guy who's perhaps floating around out there, too. I'll take that. Give me him. I like just, him just, a lot, too. <laughs> WDB Battleground this Sunday. Myself and Alex will be here uh, for a post-show podcast. Also, I'm doing a post-show for UFC on Fox Saturday night. So tune into that as well. We got Battleground picks right now. Eight matches scheduled technically. Mm. Kind of. Oh, seven technically. One kind of. Brizongo versus TBA, perhaps? Are Brizango going to beat these guys, or are we going to just find out in a backstage segment who these people are? It's the hype bros. I think they beat them. But uh, I, I, think it, I don't think it's going to be a team. That's interesting, because they haven't announced what the pre-show match is, so that would be the obvious choice, wouldn't it? Putting Brizongo yes, on the pre-show? it would be. Also, guys, go to Anna's Twitter. You'll see a link to her uh, Glow nineteen eighty seven video. It is very cool. I want you all <laughs> to check that out. That's that was very good. I really enjoyed it. I, I've often said Anna's acting got her this job, and it's funny because she told me that this job got her an acting gig too. Because she wanted to do transcript work, and I looked her up, as I say, to make sure she wasn't like a Nazi, and uh, found some really great stuff. And and that is no exception. Go over to at Anna Bauert on Twitter, and check that out, too. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens, United States Championship. I get the feeling AJ's going to win this because I don't think they want to carry on with that many anti-American gimmicks. I think it's that. You know, there's there's this nagging part of me that thinks they took the belt off of Kevin Owens, not just because it was MSG, but because of part of this whole... Vince trying to get his house in order and shake things up. And he views AJ as more of a championship looking guy than Kevin Owens. I think my cynicism there is kind of nagging at me a bit. I'm not fully on board with that theory, but I think it could be part of it. But I I do think AJ Styles retains here. I do too. Nakamura versus Corbin. It's a guy that's been very protected in Nakamura against the guy with the money in the bank briefcase and Corbin. Now in the past, They've just they've beaten down the guy with the money in the bank briefcase because they see him as a guy they can just throw out there any day and he's a made man. Will that be the case with Corbin and will that play into the decision or the the victor on Sunday? Uh I I don't think so, but I, I don't think they're beating him down per se, but I think they're gonna keep building Nakamura up. It it won't be it won't be one sided, it won't be it won't you know, it'll be one of those things where it's a it's a 50-50 match until Nakamura hits the finisher, I think. But I think they're building up to AJ and Nakamura eventually down the road, possibly at SummerSlam. So I'm going with Nakamura here. I am too. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Tamina, and Lana. Hmm. Interested to hear your pick here. You know, up until I talked about that whole post match sequence i was picking charlotte here because she had the loss and because it seems like the obvious build to do for naomi so that carmella could come in and steal but there's a part of me just thinking that somehow lana steals the win here in the five way yeah part of me thinks it's lana or tamina and i don't want it to be tamina but and then it leads to maybe becky and charlotte at SummerSlam. 
Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking they may just actually make Charlotte Naomi at SummerSlam and then Carmella cashes in. But uh I'll say Charlotte just just to be different, but I wouldn't not be shocked if Lana takes the win here. John Cena versus Rusev. No way John Cena's losing this. I think you're right. He ain't never losing. <laughs> and to, I, I paused for a moment to try and think of possibilities where Rusev may win, but no, not with a patriotism angle and Vince being Vince. No, no, we're going to get, oh, he's flying old glory high. Yeah, we're getting, we're going to get the yeah. picture in the moment. So, yeah. Apparently announced was Ty Dillinger and Aiden English. Did I miss that? Uh, I missed it, but uh, well, Ty, Ty Dillinger's winning it if winning. it's happening. <laughs> Ty, Ty Dillinger's winning that if it's yeah, it actually has been added and it was announced today. So there we go. Alex Pulaski, better get that article up, buddy. Usos versus New Day, SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Who you got? I think the New Day takes it here, and they go into SummerSlam as tag champs. I, I, I think it's time to time to put it back on the New Day, and I also think there may be some residual heat from that rap battle on the Usos. There's part of me thinking that, so I think uh, you get a multi-tag schmoz for the SmackDown Tag Championships, but I think they want the New Day to to uh, to go in as champs. Yeah, I'm with you. I I would agree with that. I. I... And it's it's a shame because that rap battle was great stuff. Mm-hmm. It was it was outstanding stuff. And it's 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 a bummer. It's like man, they took talking smack, and if that if they do have residual free heat from that, that's a bummer. Yeah. Gender Mahal versus Randy Orton, Punjabi prison. I'm going with Gender Mahal. Are you okay? Yeah, I, I think he retains I, the title. I was thinking it's time to end the gender experiment and that they'll want to build to a bigger match at SummerSlam God, with Randy Orton. God, I wish. <laughs> you know, that that's my my just my booker cap on, but at the same time if they if they're going to switch that title, they won't switch the tag titles probably on the same show. But I'm going <laughs> to stick with it. I think it's time to pull the plug on the gender experiment. I don't think it's working. Guys, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, all that. It really helps. Now, one thing I didn't, I kind of skipped over because I wanted to wait until the end to talk about this. Chad Gable was interviewed by (laughs) Renee Young. He said he could tell something was off with Jason Jordan. How? I don't know because based on WWE programming, they weren't together for like months, but... They, they were outside of that one introduction, but he said, we are a tag team. I could tell something was off, and he said, I understand. It seems like an amicable split. So with the Jason Jordan thing, you think they're starting off as a baby face here? You mean Gable? Uh, with Well, with Jordan. and I mean, Gable, it's going to be hard to make Gable a heel. Yeah, and like, it's going to be Gable, gonna... Gable could have been tearing up that horsey and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. On his own, and he's still probably going to be baby faced. He has baby face written all over him. Yeah, and, and I think Jordan being aligned with Angle for now is going to be a baby face. I think he eventually turns, and I think he has to have a heel run before he becomes actually popular on his own. Um, 
<laughs> the thing I took out of that Renee Gable segment, though, is they both have this perpetual look of, can you effing believe we have to talk about this seriously? They both have that knowing smirk on their face in some ways that they're trying to hide, that, that they can't believe that they actually have to sit down and discuss this as if it's real. That's, uh, you know, I, I think Gable... I mean, I, I'm shocked that they haven't tried to move that they don't if they don't move him to 205 to be the guy to take Neville out. I think that may be inappropriate, but he's already faced heavyweight, so you never know. But uh, as for the Jordan angle, look, that, I, I admit freely that wrestling has a long history of bringing in bringing in new guys and making them family members, but that's to get over, say, like how a crowd should be reacting to them in terms of their in-ring style, like they brought in Marty Lundy to be Arn Anderson. You know, they brought in Lance Von Eric so that girls would cheer for, for, you know, and continue the family name there. I'm not so certain that, that putting Jordan with the quote unquote non-player character general manager is going to help Jason Jordan any here. I mean, as I mentioned, before Chad Gable, he really struggled to find his footing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was even the storyline, is that he couldn't find his footing, and this tag team partner was almost like a last-ditch effort. And it really was, because they tried and tried and tried to make it work. This Fortunately, like, he's still a yeah. very young dude. Yeah, this feels like a backstage promo-slash-skit type of move, rather than a... This is how we're going to get him over in front of the crowd as a wrestler type move. If you know what I'm, I'm saying here, there's that disconnect here that Jordan doesn't have the personality quite yet to make, to, to then go that next level. It's very, you remember when they were pushing Curtis Axel very hard in that program with triple H. Sure do. It, it, it feels a lot like Axel in that role. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that for sure. Where do you think Gable goes on SmackDown? Beating guys like Aiden English for a while, um, and then they'll figure out something or they'll put him I in guess, a tag. I guess in that situation, I'll ask you, where do you think Ty Dillinger goes here on SmackDown since Chad Gable's going to take his place? <laughs> um, I could see him in a feud with Corbin after the Nakamura match. Just to give just to give Corbin he back can, his heat. Maybe he can team with Dillinger and they can be Can Am Alpha or something like that. Oh, the Can Am connection? Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a unique situation we got going on here, and they just split two of the two of their top tag team babyface acts mm-hmm. with no apparent plan to replace them. Yeah. And really, when you go to number two on the depth chart of babyface teams on Raw and SmackDown, you're looking at comedy acts. But it's also consistent with Vince McMahon's feelings on tag teams and that they don't draw money. Which is a shame because they had a real – like a great tag team – Division can really prop up your undercard. And- oh, from 1986 to like 1989, they had a great tag division, and and yeah. it just and one that could actually headline cards in places with you well, know I mean, your Br- well, British Bulldogs, Demolition, the Brainbusters, well, the Heart I mean, Foundation. 
Dude, look at look at the really 1999 through 2002. They were able to take that mm-hmm. and not only get a bunch of guys over in like having the APA and having Edge and Christian, Too Cool, the Dudleys, the Hardys, all those guys, but they could throw in Kane and the Undertaker. Yeah, they could team Rock and Mankind. They could team Steve Austin and and somebody else, and they. They wouldn't miss a beat. And if Edge and Christian beat The Rock and Mankind, it wasn't like the craziest thing that ever happened because they were so strong as a team and as a division. And it would help them, but, man, it, it's it's a, it's a sad situation. It's Because it can it can be really good and it can be special. It can be an attraction. It, you and know what it does? It, it, much like women's wrestling, especially now that they are so highly skill level, it could diversify the card if you allowed them to wrestle – different styles as well because there is a style of tag team wrestling that that is far different than just the way they do it which is basically two single guys together doing their single guy moves for the most part you know you could really have a well-rounded type of product here if you chose to and but we can't we can't compare things to the ideal necessarily and therein is where i temper my criticisms in some way because look it's not going to happen until he thinks it should happen yep and that's a bummer to me because where the women are a good thing to prop up your undercard as well and at times have been hot enough to be the main event yes i think tag team wrestling can be as well especially because tag teams can go a longer way in being entertaining outside of the ring because Mm -hmm. you have somebody to play off of Mm-hmm. You're not just sitting there solo in the ring, like like I say so often, unprompted, whining about whatever you're pissed off about. You have someone to play off of, whether regardless of emotion. Yeah, you have that. You have someone to bounce off of, and I think that's got to happen. Uh, Jeff, anything else to add before we go? Um, here's where I plug Shake Them Ropes this week, where we'll be also previewing Battleground. Going over uh, Glow Episode 3, and among other stories, we'll be going over, um, you know, the cancellation of Talking Smack, the rumors about the Mae Young Classic, and the television executive's feelings about that, um, and more. And that will uh, we'll record it. I'm recording it right after this show, and uh, you can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. Hi, Anna. Guys, visit Fightful.com. We are adding even more visual changes upcoming soon uh, to make the site look better, work better, all that fun stuff. Use those forums. I love it when you all uh, contact us, stay in touch with us on there. And, of course, join us this weekend for UFC on Fox coverage and WWE Battleground coverage. coverage. Till next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.